Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 1st of August. I believe the tide is running our way. I believe the momentum is with us as never before. I believe this country is ready for this reform. I believe there is room in Australian hearts for the statement from the heart. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has asked a very important question, and it's a question that could change the way First Nations people are represented in Australia forever. We're going to tell you what it is and what it means in just a moment, but first, Sam, tell us the headlines. A quick warning to our First Nations listeners, this story names a deceased person. Gunditj Mara and Bujalong elder and iconic singer-songwriter Archie Roach has passed away aged 66. He won two ARI awards and a Human Rights Achievement Award for his song Took the Children Away, which was based on his own life experience as a member of the Stolen Generation. A statement issued by the Roach family said Archie died surrounded by his family and loved ones and that he wanted all of his many fans to know he loves them for supporting him along the way. US President Joe Biden has tested positive for COVID again in a so-called rebound case after taking the antiviral drug Paxlovid. He initially tested positive on July 21st and then negative after five days of isolation, but a White House physician has said the president has experienced no new symptoms and continues to feel quite well. At least 80 people have been killed and 30 more are missing in Iran, with floods having wreaked havoc in the country for more than a week now. It's the nation's deadliest water-related event in a decade, with around 83 million people impacted. And in some much-needed good news, Emma McKeon, Australian swimming sensation, has become the most successful athlete in Commonwealth Games history. She set records when she won her 11th career Commonwealth Game medal, the first athlete to ever do so. Australia is currently on top of the tally with the most gold medals of any nation. The Prime Minister has delivered a landmark speech at the Gama Festival to establish for the first time a draft question for a referendum to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And Zara, we have spoken about this before on the podcast. This is one of the key reforms called for in the Uluru Statement of the Heart. Can you give us a quick reminder of what that is? On the 26th of May 2017, 250 First Nations leaders from across the country gathered to deliver and endorse the Uluru Statement from the Heart. It outlined the path forward for recognising First Nations people in Australia's constitution. And where did they land on that? Well, one of the things that the Uluru Statement from the Heart called for, and the one we're going to focus on today, is enshrining an Indigenous voice to Parliament. This would be a body enabling First Nations people to advise the Parliament on policies that affect them. The new Albanese government has committed to implementing the Uluru Statement in full and the Prime Minister's speech on the weekend was an indication that they're ready to move forward on a voice to Parliament. The Prime Minister highlighted a few key areas that the Indigenous voice to Parliament could help in addressing inequality. This torment of powerlessness, a life expectancy gap of 20 years, some of the worst incarceration rates in the world because 121 years of Commonwealth governments in Canberra arrogantly believing they know enough to impose their own solutions on Aboriginal people 
have brought us to this point. So that was Prime Minister Anthony Albanese on the weekend, clearly saying he wants to move forward on this. How is he exactly going to make this happen? Well, it's not just about implementing a voice to parliament. It's also about guaranteeing that voice in the constitution. The voice will exist and endure outside of the ups and downs of election cycles and the weakness of short-term politics. Because a voice enshrined in the constitution cannot be silenced. To change the constitution, you need a referendum. So does the Prime Minister's speech mean that we're about to see that happen? I think this is where it helps to have a bit of historical context because when you look at Australia's recent past, there are some lessons to be learned about what it takes to have a successful referendum. Now, there have only been 44 referendums in Australia and of those 44, only eight have been successful. Now, Interestingly, one of the eight that was successful was also about this country's First Nations people. And that was the one in 1967, right? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people think this is when First Nations people got the vote, but that's not necessarily true. The referendum actually removed two things in the Constitution. One which said that federal parliament couldn't pass laws for First Nations people and another which said First Nations people couldn't be counted in the census. Australia voted to get rid of those in overwhelming numbers. So does the government expect a referendum on a voice to parliament that's slated for early next year to have a similar landslide victory? There's a really high bar for achieving success in a referendum. The majority of people in the majority of states must vote yes for it to pass. And one of the things that made the 1967 referendum so successful is that it had bipartisan support, which means both sides of parliament were in favour of it, both parties. Is there bipartisan support for the proposed voice to parliament? On the weekend, PM Anthony Albanese did go out of his way to recognise representatives from the opposition when he delivered his big speech. And in the spirit of cooperation, which is so necessary, can I acknowledge the Shadow Minister for Indigenous Affairs and the Shadow Attorney General, Julian Lisa. And the political presence at the Gama Festival was very much framed as a bipartisan affair. That said, however, it is still early days in terms of understanding how the coalition will fall on this matter and whether or not they'll actually support the Labor government's push for a referendum. So obviously bipartisan support is a critical ingredient for a successful referendum in most cases. What else will the government be thinking about as they work towards this referendum? Again, if we look to history, the other thing it teaches us is that the more simple the idea taken to a referendum, the better its chances. And this is the reason we actually haven't got a lot of detail on what the voice to parliament will be. The Prime Minister did an interview with the ABC yesterday where he referenced a failed referendum in 1999. He said that in that case, debate on the details of the proposal distracted from the greater issue at hand. So when it came to introducing a draft question... The Prime Minister's priority was very much to keep things, in his words, clear and simple. All right, so the big reveal, what was the question put forward? Do you support an alteration to the Constitution that establishes an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice? A straightforward proposition, a simple principle, a question from the heart. 
As well as publishing what a proposed question would look like, the Prime Minister also put forward what his government's recommendation would be in terms of adding stuff to the Constitution if the referendum was successful. So first, it was proposed that it would say... One, there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. Two, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice may take representations to Parliament. And the Executive Government on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And third, the Parliament shall, subject to this constitution, have power to make laws with respect to the composition, functions, powers and procedures of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. In a statement, the government said that these steps could be seen as progressing the discussion about constitutional change and highlighted that this was not in fact about the final form of words, but rather how we get to that final form of words. Here at TDA, we definitely see this as the biggest policy moment for the Albanese government and in fact for the country in a very long time. When can we expect to actually go to a vote on a final question? The co-chairs of the Uluru Statement have proposed May 27 of next year, so 2023, which would be just over six years since the statement was first presented, but no formal date has been set by the government. As soon as that has happened, you'll be the first to know. The best way to get your news super fast is over on our Instagram. It's where over 380,000 Australians are getting their news. And leave us five stars wherever you do your podcast listening. It helps a little independent company like ours grow, and we so appreciate your support. Have a great day. 